Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Capital Stories. We talk to real people about real issues and explore intersections of life and faith to encourage you in your personal walk with Jesus. You're listening to this February 1st. We have a great episode. Yeah. By the time this is released, we'll be almost at the one-year mark of the war in Ukraine starting um, towards the end of February is when that when that anniversary is. And a lot could change between the time we're talking about this and the time you're listening to that. So with that in mind, um, we wanted to talk to someone who experienced this. She's been firsthand. there. She's on been the there ground. on the ground. She requested to stay anonymous just for security purposes down the line with the military. And she is an incredible person. I'm thrilled for you to hear her story about just all that God did to orchestrate her getting there. She's former military, so that was complicated to even even go. Right. Um, but then also just her journey of faith from before Ukraine. Like just, she has an incredible story. If you need encouragement today while you're listening to this, pay attention to her testimonies of how God has been leading her in her yeah. life, speaking to her, because it's for all of us. Yeah. And as we were listening to her story, we were just blown away. Yeah. I mean, right. miraculous story. Incredible things that happen and just... It just feels like otherworldly to like, it's like I'm watching a movie listening to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like this, this is, should be a, turned into a movie. Right. You're, you're a real life human who, you know, and God does that for us too. So without further ado, here is our special guest on Capital Stories. I'm thrilled that we're talking around this table today and I'm so eager to get into your story. We're, we're going to obviously get into what's happened with your journey to Ukraine and all that. But I, I feel like before, I wanna, I wanna jump into your story before then, maybe, can you give us the abridged version of, <laughs> of like leading up to <laughs> that? So difficult, like, isn't it? You know, Tell we, us your life we story met first in, 30 seconds. in early 2020. It was like one of the first months of COVID and we walked around Sugar House Park, probably with masks on outside. Yes. And you know, went, that was the phase of life, right? Oh, yeah. And I just remember talking to you and being inspired by your story. Even then you were just returned from overseas deployment with the Marines. You were in a graduate program for something that seemed up your alley and, and things just sounded like, wow, she's got this really cool path that you were planning for. She's really cool. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, that's cool. so cool. I'm just going to say cool that. For but then, you know. <laughs> of cool. I don't have any cool genes. Other kids have Yeah. And then honestly, like you got connected to a small group yeah. here. We, you know, yeah. I, I saw you around and then yeah. like the next time I connected with you was yeah. literally a couple weeks ago. So yeah. end of the year, 2022. And so much happened. And I just feel like, can you give us the abridged version of like from then and now? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. I will try to give a bridge. So when we first walked, um, I had just moved to Salt Lake. I deployed, come back to Berkeley. Me and my boyfriend at the time were living in Berkeley. He lost his job for COVID. He was from Utah. I wasn't a big fan of Berkeley. Like Marine Corps to Berkeley is like, you might as well like have gone to different planets. Um, I was ready to leave Berkeley. (laughs) So we moved out to Utah some stuff in between. We got here, we broke up. I was like, okay, well, I'm in Utah. Cool. Uh, and at the time, I was just starting an acupuncture program that was out of Florida. So I was doing a mixed remote. So homework mm-hmm. here, go there, except for during COVID, the go there was on Zoom. So we had three weeks of 10 hours a day of Zoom. Oh my gosh. Which was like some version of purgatory, frankly, like your <laughs> wow. face hurt. Yeah. So that was kind of where I was at then. And I was trying to get settled in Salt Lake and yeah. figure out life and recover from knee surgery because I'd gotten knee surgery. Mm. I'd torn my knee while we were moving out of Berkeley. Mm. So I got surgery over that summer and was settling into Salt Lake and, you know, getting my knee strong, kind of getting strong on a bunch of levels, you know, like Mm -hmm. kind of grounding on a bunch of levels. So that was then. You left at some point. I was here, did grad school, and then my mom was having some trouble. She's My dad had passed a couple years ago, and my aunt had been living with her. Then she was my aunt left, so she was, I think, just had been in the house by herself and she's mm. like a very social person mm. not good for her yeah. yeah so i moved home for the winter for a couple months because i could do grad school from anywhere right so that put me up until about march of 2022 mm-hmm. and then was like okay mom's good i have survived without us killing each other <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. go back to my normal life now all in the course of like three weeks i was getting ready to move back to salt lake 
Ukraine had hit in February, right. and I'd felt really powerfully like, oh, I need to go. Like, oh. Wow. And then was just like, let's not do dumb things. Like, <laughs> let's just <laughs> slow the roll on, like, the next dumb idea. Like, that's a really dumb idea. It's like dumb ones, and then there's like, really, really dumb? That's like way up there. So I was like, no, we're not doing that. And I was in the Marine Corps, in the reserves mm, at the time. Okay. And the Marine Corps had issued a MAR admin, which is like a, a rule yeah. that says that there will be no service members in Ukraine even if you're in the reserves, not allowed, basically, like we don't want to yeah. start World War III mm -hmm. where you right. go and then Russia takes you and now we have like a yeah. actual right. legal problem. Yeah. Um, so I was like, see, see God, I can't go, I'm in the reserves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just tried to ignore it and it got louder and louder and I was getting ready to drive cross country. And Can I pause on like, yeah. I, I'm s <laughs> everyone's wired a little differently. <laughs> Your inkling was, I've got to go. Yeah. You know, I think so many of us here, I remember the, the feeling of that time of everyone, like supply drives, yeah. we need to send amazing. support and yeah. some money. And yeah. the, the, the heartbreaking stories were so real and riveting, yeah. but not to the point of like, I need, to, I need to go do something about this. Whereas for you, yeah. that was the exact impulse was, I've got to be there. Yeah. I, 100%. God can use me there somehow. Yeah. Um, I just want to yeah. pause and say that's amazing. But then <laughs> <Crazy>. also like <laughs> And there's yeah. a line, right, between yeah. amazing and crazy a little bit. That's, sure. It's we take a risk, but yeah. I think that's thank you for noting it because yeah. it's like it's it's gotta be part of how God's wired you, which is in yes. it's incredible. Yeah. Like what is that yeah. like yeah. in that sense of, <laughs> yeah. of wanting to run towards that yeah. instead of away. maybe wanting yeah. to back away yeah. from it? I mean the honest answer is probably a serious thought is that I, mean, I think the first thing we're saying is that one of the blessings or really like interesting parts of being in Ukraine was feeling that way, A, just meeting Ukrainians, and then B, meeting all these foreigners who felt the exact same thing. Oh, it was like, wow. you mm. said that, you know, I, my friends are used to me doing crazy things. And they're mm. like, I remember I told a couple of my friends and they, I told my sister finally when I was sure I was going. And she was like, yeah, I'm not surprised. I figured that might be coming. <laughs> wow. like, my friends are kind of used to me being like, I know I got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. But you're still like the odd duck of the group. Like they're mm. supporting said odd duck. But then going to Ukraine and just everyone that's there, literally same thing, mm. that they articulate different ways. Like some people are Christians or Buddhists or nothing, you know, like, but yeah. everyone that was there, it was just the same, like there is, it is a non-choice, mm. I can't sleep. And I really mm. like, for most of my life, probably since I was 15 probably, I just remember realizing that like, just that I was called to serve, that that was like what my, purpose was you know like broader mm. purpose like mm. what that looks like in each season is different and can be really different yeah. Yeah. but just that's been true i mean since high school like i took a year off before college and did americorps and then i worked in mississippi for four years after katrina hit and then wow. i joined the military because i felt really called to serve there and you know like mm. hard right turn from like liberal pacifist yeah nonprofit yeah. worker to yeah. the marine corps was like this right. hard right yeah but in my head it all I was like, it's just different calls to serve. Like, this is all mm -hmm. serving. And right. I was at acupuncture school to serve. I went to grad school to serve. Like, it's mm -hmm. just the thing. It sounds funny. It's not like a choice. You know, like, I can't wait to serve. It's just like, that is what is. Like, yeah. if you're not on that path, for maybe the way I'm wired or whatever, yeah. like, I don't feel alive. I don't feel in God's presence. Like, I don't have that sense of like being in the river. Mm -hmm. And sometimes serving is like really, like when my dad was sick, I went home and, I was home for nine months while he had you know, chemo and he did end of life stuff. And sometimes serving is literally just like recouping. Like there are seasons where you're like, cool, I'm doing absolutely nothing while I like God refills the, the engine block, yeah. you know? Like I think more than anything, it was, I remember being in Ukraine, both with Ukrainians and other Americans being like, these are my people. Like these are the people that are wired this way mm. of the like, yeah, no, we just have to go and we're willing to be a little crazy and then for all of us yeah. it's not crazy at all you're just yeah. like yeah yes, oh you course. totally understand yeah. like yeah, yeah of course wow. like we yeah. all what a camaraderie life I know. to like meet people yeah. from all over <laughs> like, yeah just you know you look around you're like we're all the people that yeah. we're just like yeah 
dropping our lives and getting <laughs> buying there. an airplane ticket. And I was late in the game. Like I didn't get there till That's April. Like, so there were a bunch of people that were on an airplane two days later. Like a yeah, bunch like you were of guys. In March, so you get yeah, a month it was later. A, like yeah. I knew guys. A bunch of the guys I knew there literally yeah. got on an airplane. Like we're on an airplane within forty eight hours. Wow. Something crazy. Like with people with real lives, like English teachers and like people Anything. in school. Yeah, just from all like, around nope, the world. Done yeah. all prior military. So there's a certain amount of like trained sure. ability to go. You know that sort of yeah. like mindset of like decision made, yep, track checklist, yeah. pack. Yeah. Or they already have all their gear. You know, yeah. they kind of they're ready for this ready call. For it. It comes, yeah. So that's part of that. But yeah. Yeah. It's a gift that we're all wired differently and, yes. you know, called to serve differently. Yeah, and totally, yeah. Um, it's inspiring to hear how you are called yeah. to serve. Um, yeah. I want to go back to the logistics of what happened when you oh, kind yeah. of felt this call to go. So God closed the door. Yeah. You're in the reserves. Mm-hmm. You can't go, mm-hmm. literally. Literally not allowed. You're yes. not allowed to go. And yet, <laughs> like, spoiler alert, obviously you went. So it did happen. It did happen. <laughs> so, very, so I, 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 in classic, I think I've done this many times in my life. You're like, no, God, I'm not doing that. Mm. Nope. Not doing it. See, there's this nice logical human reason why I can't do it. See, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to listen. It's great. I can go about my life. Cool. And so I tried and it got louder and it got louder. And so I asked a pastor, the the church I go to back at home, who I really trust. I was like, hey, I'm just having a lot of like mental chatter. I'm also about to make a move cross country, you know, back to Utah. Like I just I'm not feeling that clarity and that quiet. Like so I was talking to him about it and he listened and he was like, Becca, can I give you some advice? Like, yeah. He's like, just go fast and pray. He's like, and do it for a bit. Like, don't do a day, do like two, three, or four. I was like, all right. I like food, but okay. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So it didn't work out because you can't fast and work out at the same time. It doesn't work. Um, and I took, I think it was three and a half days and just fasted and took time off. God's very clear when you let him be. Like, it's not always pleasant, but sorted some stuff out, other stuff, and then just got really, it got clear. I was like, no, no, this is the thing. And so then I started asking. I was like, all right, but let's suspend disbelief. What would you need to do to go? Like, what mm-hmm. things need to go in place? I'm like, well, I'd have to get out of the Marine Corps. And I started praying into that and was like, I did what I set out to do in the Marine Corps. Like, I deployed leading a company of Marines. That was literally like what I told myself marching around in OCS, like in training course, you know, in the snow and the trees. It was just like, someday I'm going to lead Marines overseas. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm called here. Mm-hmm. And I'd done that and I had basically gone from a very aggressive forward-leaning reserve unit that had gotten activated to like a very relaxed, laid back, mm-hmm. very low impact reserve unit. and was kind of treading water. It was just like, I should stay in. There's no good reason to get out. Just not pull plugs. And I, yeah, so I thought, I was like, you know what? I am done. I've done what I set out to do. So I started asking. I went up my chain of command and was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And they were like, cool we'll totally back you up no problem we can help you get out so then it was kind of like over the course of a week or two i was like yeah no this is what i'm doing okay this is officially what i'm doing and it went from this like conflicted like maybe i don't know to just like yeah okay and then it was just logistics i went on my chain super 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 helpful i reached out to a mentor of mine and like in classic god form his best Buddy is the colonel in charge of all of the Marine Corps Reserve and the inactive reserve. He's like, just call it. Like, you know, good morning, sir. Uh, colonel, blah, blah, blah. Gave me, like, eh, I'm thinking about going to Ukraine. Like, you know, he was like, oh, don't worry about it. You're like the fifth person that's called me. Here's oh, wow. the deal. Like, here's how you do it. Don't worry about it. He was like, I would go if I could, but I can't. Yeah. Good on you. Like, we're glad, you know, officially wow. you shouldn't go, but like, yeah. we're glad folks are going. He's so, and I had to go through more admin, and usually to resign a commission takes about six months of paperwork. Okay. So I went up the up the higher chain where you know it's just the abyss of admin, and uh, <laughs> I like talked to one. He put me in touch with like his buddy in the admin shop, who then put me in touch with this other person, who this other person. Each time calling, being like, "Hey, so I'm trying to go to Ukraine, and I need to not be a marine when I go, <laughs> so yeah. that if something happens, I don't like start World War Three." Right. They were like, "Yeah, that's great." And yeah. then I finally got the woman who's a civilian in charge of the entire shenanigan and she was just like oh honey that's great um so she's like we definitely want you out of the marine corps god forbid she's like just send me this is like she sent me a piece of paper i signed it officially resigning my commission i sent it back to her emailed it back to her she's like great honey don't worry about it. i'll take care of the rest you are officially good to go buy a plane ticket i was like thank you so much ma'am she's like no thank you 
And like wow. this thing that should take six months and be this like abomination of admin, just like it took a week and a half, like wow. straight up my chain, straight up the other chain. And this woman was just like, I will ensure you are good. Mm. And I was like, I won't have email there. She's like, you're fine. Well, we got it. Like she, I'm literally the human mm. in charge of this in the Marine Corps. I was like, great, ma'am. Thank you so much. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing. And crazy. I'm, I'm also in awe of the Marine Corps. Like, I want to say the pledge right now. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, because I'm like, for them to respond that way, and it's not about numbers, it's no, no. We get it. Yeah. We know how you're wired, and yeah. we want to empower you to do this. Yeah. How can yeah. we make this happen? And it's like, that just makes me want to cry. I mean, yeah. honestly, like, for them to be proud to, to let you go in that yeah. way... Yeah, I mean, all the political ramifications yes, of yeah, what yeah, you could yes, go are obviously yeah. real. No, yeah, but like real. the fact that they saw the human side of it and said, yes. no, you need to go. Yeah. Unofficially, no, but you need to go. No. <laughs> I remember I called my mentor, who's this amazing man who I'd work for. I just remember this phone call that he was just like, this is like what we're all trained for. Like we wish we could mm. go. Yeah, just this incredible, like, this is what we're for. We get politically while we yeah. can't put, you know, we yeah. can't put Marines on the ground. Blah, 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 blah. We all get it. But just this, like, sense of almost like, uh, this is what we trained you for. Please go. Like, we're glad to be able to send you. It validates to me that your service is real. Mm -hmm. It's not anything, you know, more complicated than I'm called to serve. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's how, how I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's that's incredible. And clearly, God, you know, was oh, opening these doors for you. Like, that's that's just the thing. Oh my God! Like, just yeah, like, like make, make it clear, and he did. Like, you know, you six this of Advent. I'm like, like, oh yeah. <laughs> Literally, only God can weed through that. <laughs> so fast forward for me. You got the plane ticket. I got the plane ticket. You and you get there. Like, what yeah. was that like? You know, I just oh. picture like landing. So you're landing in March yeah, or April. Where do you go? What do you do? do you, like, how do you organize? Where do you stay? Do you have contacts before you get there? Do you like have a winter coat? I assume. Like, what, what's it look like to get there? So this part, like when I tell people, people are just like, what? And like no one, I think that wasn't there and had to do the same thing. Like, it just sounds insane. So... It sounds insane, preface. like Because just, it was. It so was totally insane. insane. <laughs> so I started pushing the buttons and was like, okay, we're going. Um, and the plane, so wind back. And the kind of like paperwork up, no plane ticket yet. There was kind of like a mush. I think I put one on hold was what I did. I like, you know, like one of the ones where you can like make American give you four more days or whatever. Mm. Like into um, Poland, I'm assuming? Into Poland because uh, nothing was flying into Ukraine. Right. And it's funny, when you're there, there's no airplanes ever. Your brain, like if you hear an airplane, you're like, oh. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sidebar. So I started asking around for Marine Corps buddies. So just like hit up a bunch of guys, being like, "Hey guys, like, hey brother, is anyone? Are you going? Is anyone else going?" Uh, and I realized everyone I knew was either in or still in the reserves. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of like, "Hey, no, nah, I can't go either. Yeah. I'm active duty or I'm in the reserves and I can't get out." Yeah. And so I was like, "Okay, that's gonna be fun." Yeah. I know there are people going. How yeah. do I find them? And I was like, I'll just go into the abyss of Facebook. Yeah. So I Googled, you know, like Facebook search for Ukraine, got like, I don't know, five different whatever, joins a bunch of Facebook groups. And I was reading all over the news, trying to figure out. I was originally going to join the International Legion. Zelensky, basically day oh, three, yeah. okay. had started. Yes. I was like, hey, anyone want to mm. come? Literally just like either show up or contact the embassy. There was a bunch of like not information because everything was early and no one knew yeah, what was going on. So-, so I contacted the embassy hadn't heard back and then I read on some forum that they're so backlogged they're never gonna call me back so I was like do I need to go to DC and like whatever and then I started reading on these forums because by then it was I don't know say March April March beginning of April all these forums about people that are already going to the Legion being like it's super screwed up they're sending guys on suicide missions they have no idea what they're doing mm. don't join the Legion you're just gonna be cannon fodder or like just mm. don't do wow. it so I was like all right scrap that idea wander around the abyss of Facebook. And so there's all these other humans just like on Facebook. It was insanity. I literally total yeah. insanity. That said, every, there are all these other really motivated people doing the same thing you are. Yeah. So you kind of like sift through human beings. And what ended up happening is in that abyss of wandering, I ran into Alex and he had a really minor Facebook page 
but he said he was from Maine. And I was like, oh, I used to go up to Maine as a kid, you know, just small talk trying to get a sense of people. I was like, my one of my best friends lives on Vinyl Haven, which is this minuscule island off the coast of Maine. I was like, you happen to know Vinyl Haven? He's like, I'm from Vinyl Haven. No. I'm like, at this point, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Are you? Oh, are you? <laughs> cool. I was like, do you know the Davisons? He's like, oh, yeah, I've known Quincy since we were kids. And like, listing off his her brothers and what they do. Mm, wow. I've known Quincy forever. I know her parents. We'll go up and visit. And so I was like, oh, this is, okay. Like, this kid is passing Sandy. So I hit up Quincy. I'm like, hey, girl, I should talk to this kid, Alex. I'm trying to go to Ukraine. Like, is he a real person? What's his deal? She's like, oh, yeah, we've known him forever. I know his wife really well. He's a lobsterman. He's a solid dude. Just like a normal, solid person. Who's like great so he was going over he's a civilian he'd gotten wow like 300 pounds of medical supplies donated he also felt the same like i have to go he's a fish lobsterman like he's not a he was uh he volunteers in the fire department he felt super motivated had like raised all this like medical stuff and he was trying to figure out when to go how to go kind of the same thing as the rest of us it's like okay cool like i'll help you carry it can we go together like i don't want to as a single female i am yeah. not rolling into a foreign country where i can't yeah. carry a gun by yeah. myself not yeah. happening yeah. um so him and i linked up and then i'd also been talking to again a variety of humans of which i've never met in person like i'm trying to like google back check them and you talk yeah. to them and like just just try to sniff people out like yeah. are they answering questions directly are it's what they're saying makes sense do they yeah. sound sane like what does your gut say about how this human is acting yeah. um over you know text which is obnoxious and then a couple folks actually would call and talk to so you make these odd really strong like personal bonds with people that you've never met and could be totally lying about everything that they're doing and that actually is one of the really hard parts of being in ukraine was just that some of the americans that were over there it was like you were split between humans that were like the salt of the earth and people that were straight out lying or like kind of sociopaths mm. and so it was this really weird like you just constantly are scanning people like mm. taking advantage of the situation yeah it's like the wild west and oh. so people went over and lied about their military service i like saw the best and the worst of americans oh, sure. there like and some really that bring that out stuff. Right, the yeah. best and the worst of us is brought out in these yeah. kinds yeah. of times. Because yeah. there's no anything. So, Incredible. very long story short, so me and I was like, with nothing else, I remember being like, "You're not going to get stubborn. If you go there and stuff's wrong, when Alex leaves, you leave." Because he was only going for two weeks, uh, and the folks that donated his medical stuff paid for his ni ticket which was amazing wow. like super super uh-huh. nice so we went over we flew into warsaw and i had made contacts through another guy for this other guy and another guy to come pick us up and the plan was is that i was going to work basically leading an informal group of guys that had been instructing um, ukrainian militia groups all mm. like ragtag no nonprofit organization just literally all of the humans kind of mm. trip and fall and land in like a big puddle <laughs> and are all mm. prior military with varied degrees of experience mm. and what's going on in ukraine is that the ukrainian military obviously is trained they're not say trained to the american standard or nato standard but they have training they have a functional army yeah. but huge quantities of ukrainians were just volunteering to serve and making militia groups and they because ukraine was in the middle of fighting a war they can't spare people to come train, train. the militia yeah. and their guys are all i mean it's yeah. just right they're in the thick of it yeah. the thick of it so militia groups were literally just going off of like i swing you like you know some people in ukraine have prior military service and so it was just these groups that were kind of thrown together some had overhead some didn't and so americans showed up and there were americans with experience and ukrainians without experience and so people just had these weird all socially engineered relationships and um, institutional structures are not very effective i would say there so everything is done interpersonally in this way that's grassroots that's not kind of classically american you know like as an american you'd go like ask the state to give you a what it just doesn't work i mean there technically is one but it doesn't work that way in practicality so this guy i was going to go work for had been there for a long time and had managed to interpersonal his way through some of the ukrainian bureaucracy and had gotten kind of like you are allowed to train militia people and we'll just kind of like give some of them your contact and you can figure Teach out how and things. where and every day was different and 
it was a mess, basically. So he had been prior army, enlisted side, and he had a bunch of guys, but there were no officers, no one that had been an officer floating around. So when I had gotten connected to him, I was like, hey, I have no combat experience, but I was, you know, as a captain, I'm used to leading groups of people. Like, I can pull your admin. Like, I can just create structure because this is just mm. an abyss of, like, you doing great things with a bunch of people, but, like, you have no anything. You, you yeah. have no discipline. You have no battle rhythm. You have no, like... Mm. There's nothing written about what you're doing. You just like show up and do stuff. Like I can give you that. Like that's what I know how to do. That's what I'm trained to do. And I know I can do really well. He was like, cool, great. Fast forward. So him and another guy came to get me and Alex in Warsaw. So we drove all the way back to Kiev. Border was hilarious. We got hung up. They tried to turn us back. We had to leave one vehicle because the registration wasn't right. Then we went through. We stopped in Lviv at this like kind of safe house, for lack of a better word. Like mm-hmm. some organization had paid some nonprofit to like have a place for people to hub through. So you met a bunch more. I met a bunch more people there. At this point, you're like, you're, I mean, you're fighting traffic too. Yeah, like it's floods of millions of people at that the point other way. going the opposite direction, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you're, you're going this way. Yeah. You're like, but at a certain point, you're just in it. Like you just the absurdity of it, and like absolute insanity of what's happening it just doesn't make no sense and you're no just one, like no one over it. you're like oh i just I, don't, I can't even like you just have to get in it you just right? gotta go you just gotta, I mean, go. you just gotta yeah. stay in it okay. and like trying to pull out and explain like i had friends message and be like hey you okay i'm like yep i'm totally good yeah like what's happening i don't know i'm in like a ridiculous falling apart van going through military checkpoints at 2 a.m like in a language i don't speak like yeah <laughs> I don't know. There's some bomb craters in the road. I have no idea what's going on. And so we pushed through. We made to Lviv. I met some guys that I stayed close with um, who are actually just getting out of the Legion because they had lost like four buddies in a day to this like suicide mission and they were kind of messed up. And so we spent some time trying to help them get bodies back. It was just like stuff you couldn't like you just were like suspending all logic dealing with what's in front of me at the moment Mm. when it's happening. These group of guys training had been training a militia for about two weeks and i'd actually been doing some of their admin from back at home because i could do the typing and like whatnot from there and when i left that group i spent 48 hours with a different group that is a much longer story that were crazy it was like the craziest things i've ever seen to be frank it was a turned out to be a private military contracting company that was doing like $2 million arms deals with militia units directly. Like I literally wow. watched on the side of the road in Kiev. They were like, you can come join us. I was like, no, I, I don't want to be paid. I want nothing. To, like I, very politely, yeah. like, oh, thanks so much. <laughs> no. I really appreciate it. I think my place is I'm somewhere else. Like, where there's not an arms deal. <laughs> where I'm not down. like watching you guys literally write out arms deals and talk about money. Tra- like I just oh. like, how did I get myself here? My buddy, when I first had gotten there, another friend that was a prior Marine, him and another Marine always traveled together. They'd met there and they were inseparable. They were both prior snipers, like both real capable men. And I remember being like, huh, like you don't need a buddy. You're like a big, tall, strong prior Marine Corps sniper who was in Fallujah. Like, I don't think you need a buddy. And he was like, you don't understand. Like, this is not a place you move solo. Hmm. So that's very wise. That's probably extra true for him small girl and I don't have a gun here uh, and so I remember we're standing on the side of the road being like alright God <laughs> I'm off the reservation uh, I need a buddy <laughs> like, I really really need a buddy so this was your prayer yes okay and then All literally right. in 12 real time, hour later 12 hours later yeah. okay I'm just standing on the side of the road yeah so I've been I've been you know I got into Poland five days earlier so like I'm still kind of jet lagged this has like been in super short compressed timeline um and we were staying at a like informal militia base and so that next morning i talked to the commander because he'd come to talk to us all and i had mentioned that i was planning on splitting from the group and he was like you're always welcome here with us i was like okay i mean i don't speak any ukrainian you speak a little ukrainian but like cool this is the best plan i have and I talked to my other friend that was coming from the training unit and he was, I was like, what are you doing, man? And he was like, I'm going to go link up with that unit that we'd been training. They invited us to go fight with them. I was like, cool. Can I come? And he was like, I don't think they'll let you because you don't know them. I was like, totally get it, brother. And then like literally four hours later, my buddy Jake walks through the door at the unit I'm in. I was like, hey, man, what's up? This is the unit we were training. I was like, wait, this is Chopa, what? And turns out this was the unit that I had been writing stuff for that they'd been training that I'd stumbled on on a totally different route of like all Mm -hmm. of the militias in all of Ukraine and also like, you know, 
12 hours after I've been like, all right, God, buddy, or I'm going home. Like, yeah. this is it. Like, I'm yeah. going to get back on a plane. This is, I'm not doing this. Yeah. There and watch wow. a buddy. Wow. Who, like, is, yeah. Like, and just, it was like, I guess the thing really was worth saying is that for that whole time, it was, I feel like when you're under duress, like, God is very clear and like practical. Hmm. Like, you're like, yeah. hey, God, like, yeah this or i'm going home like this is my physical aliveness yeah and like there are ways i'm okay with giving up my physical aliveness it is not on the side of the road in ukraine with some weird shenanigan like this is not it yeah you know and um it was just over and over it was like yes my buddy jake came so we were like you want to be buddy pairs yeah cool okay (laughs) (laughs) so we hung out with the unit for a couple more days met some really amazing folks both had this like I can't quite explain like a deep conviction that it was exactly where we were supposed to be in this way that's really hard to explain, um, but is really clear, like really bright in those kind of situations. And they were moving out to the front, to the east, and they were like, hey, we're going. It was like two-thirds of the group was going, a third was staying back. Mm -hmm. Like, do you guys want to come? And like me and Jake thought about it for 12 hours. We're like, this is probably the dumbest thing we've ever done in our entire lives. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like we are literally going to a front in a war we don't understand with a unit we don't speak the language of. Yeah. This is dumb. Yeah. And we're both like, oh, no, we're doing, we're doing it. it. Like wow. there's just no other. Mm-hmm. And some people there spoke English and like, so yeah. we went. So, I mean, God clearly led you there and yeah. opened all the right doors and made the right connections to make it happen. Uh, what are some of the things from being there? Yeah that will stand out in your memory for better or worse. You know, like you've, you've seen a lot of things that many people can't really imagine, you know, and even just like the idea that you mentioned earlier about like, and there's bomb craters on the road that you're driving in the direction of. And there's, you know, if there's a plane in the air, it's like, that's bad. You know, like these are things that most of us, thankfully won't experience. Right. Because of people like you who are, yeah. serving but what yeah. memories kind of stand out is like wow that's gonna stick with me yeah uh, either yeah. For, for better or worse yeah. you know like i'm sure there's the most beautiful and the most painful things yeah. you've witnessed so that first three weeks was like the steepest learning curve ever like you're in a unit and also it's a militia so i'm used to the marine corps so in the marine corps super strict chain of command there's very clear rank there's a plan (laughs) there we go (laughs) there's a plan and these guys are amazing like some of the most amazing people i've ever met Um, but they became a unit initially as just a drone unit so when the russians were right by kiev they were just throwing drones in the air and relaying the information to the military who were dropping you know artillery on them you know they just drove their car because it's like 20 minutes to the russian convoy you know so they would just drive 10 minutes and these are just like tech geeks that like know how to fly drones wow um and so they'd done that russians had left and everyone was like hey we should i hate to say this but keep killing russians yeah so everyone just was like cool how do we get permission from the army to go keep killing russians and so they bargained for a mortar piece so they learned how to use a mortar wow. <laughs> and just drove east a mortar is a um, it's a piece of equipment that sh- throws a relatively small um explosive okay. thing into the air onto the russians basically okay. it's like a mini artillery piece is what okay. i say it. so just all of the training i've ever had was just irrelevant mm-hmm. like you just you know spend all this time like pulling your training out you're like mm-hmm. oh we don't own the sky no one's coming first if we get hurt there's no cats wow. back here like just there's actually no plan other than like sort of what the commander's thinking but the thing i remember being just blown away once i kind of adapted over like switched my brain space was just like how incredibly passionate and committed ukrainians were to winning Mm-hmm. Like just I, it's one thing to know that like oh these people are fighting for their country they're fighting for the ability to fight for their democracy like and seeing what that means in a day to day sense that yeah. like just there's a militia like people are amazing you can make friends over language language barriers you mm-hmm. know like some of the folks I like love the most in that militia I literally like I speak twenty words Ukrainian they got. 15 in English and like you're standing night watch together for two hours and you're like 
all right, we played the like point at it and trade the name game. You know, like, wow. ah, okay, we did that. That was cool. It's been, you know, seven minutes. We have two hours and we can't talk. Like literally, yeah. wow. like we're, we're, we're done trying yeah. this. Yeah. And just realizing that like, it's the first thought is just realizing how much moves without language, mm. especially when wow. you can't yeah. have language, like when it's not an option mm. of just like, I love the person standing next mm -hmm. to me. He is like an amazing man. Mm -hmm. I literally can't speak with him, but like I love him. I know he led not in a romantic way, but yeah. like there's yeah. no, love you've got here. each other. There's there. really, yeah. really like that genuine sense of love going across. Like it makes you very sensitive to your heart, for lack of a better way to mm -hmm. say it, because you don't yeah. have the language. Mm -hmm. And just realizing that, and then that in a war zone is a hilarious set of juxtapositions. But like, right. I remember that really, really strongly. I won't think it'll ever leave. And then the sense of really what it meant for all of these people to be fighting for their, like genuinely for their country, for the right to be Ukrainian, for the opportunity to live in a democracy that's mm -hmm. so clear about what they want for their own country. Um, and, and I imagine for their families, like I, I take that for granted, it. you know, yeah. like we, we realized the evacuation that happened yeah. and the people who were, you were fighting alongside and yeah. you were training and the people yeah. who were there, yeah. they were fighting for some semblance of what we've had yeah, yeah. You know, and the simplicity yeah. of living in an apartment with yeah. your family of four. And, yeah. You know, literally, I remember coming back. So they had folks in the unit, like there was a woman who was a stay at home mom, her and her husband came because he was a sniper. Mm -hmm. She was like kind of the, she's an amazing woman, but she's kind of like the village healers condescending, but like knew some medical stuff. And so she'd gotten a little bit more training, was a medic. Uh, I was like an prior accountant, a guy who owned his own business. Most of them had sent their families overseas already mm -hmm. and stayed back to fight. And that's just incredible. Yeah, like I just can't quite articulate how much that's exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm just because I'm thinking about like, okay, here's this family. Yeah. It's yeah. like what what do we need to do? How can we help? Here's, yeah. um, I think what is interesting to me as you're saying this too yeah. is just how this was translated yeah. via news. Like I think yeah. the world started to get around this incredible country yeah. in a new way. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think they yeah. tried so hard to yeah. represent like, hey, this is what's yeah. actually happening. Yeah. They want democracy. Look at what like untrained people are <laughs> fighting for their country. Yeah. Quite literally, literally right now. With yeah. their physical bodies. Yeah. You know, they are out, they're doing yeah. something that is so scary. Yeah. This isn't a video game. This isn't oh. fantasy. This is real yeah. life. And yeah. I I think I'm so grateful that yeah. that some of that translated. I'm sure it was you know significantly minimized compared to what you saw yeah. up right. close and personal. Yeah. But um, I'm grateful that yeah, some of that was too. translated. Uh, yeah. Incredible human spirit. Yes. That's really, yeah. I think that's better said than I can. Just that I like when I came back and especially lately in the news, it seems like the, uh, I've read some survey um, that the kind of American support for supporting Ukraine has been dwindling for lack of a better word and not to, not to be political at all, but I was reading um, about it, kind of trying to make some mental notes of like mm -hmm. how to articulate. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, hey, God, I don't really like I'm so biased. I like, can't fathom how mm -hmm. someone wouldn't support Ukraine. Like it just seems like the sky is blue. And I was like, I was trying to read because I think it's really important to understand what people are thinking. Like, mm -hmm. and, and then as I was reading through the news, a buddy, it's a classic guy, a buddy of mine um, who was a staff sergeant that I had worked for, we'd worked together for a while, hit me up out of nowhere. was like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? I was like, I don't know much. What do you have to do? And um, I hadn't, we hadn't caught up in a while and I hadn't really told anyone I was going to Ukraine and because I just didn't want it to be a thing. And he was like, what's life? Like, what are you doing? What's been new? And I was like, oh, I just got back. I'm settling in. He was like, from where? I was like, oh, there we go. It's like, oh, I was in Ukraine for a bit, man. And he was like, oh, so we were talking and he was in some training. And literally while my friend and I were texting, he was sitting on a rack across from another guy in training with him who's super anti-support of Ukraine. Straight out, he was like, "We're literally t like." He's like texting me while while talking, while talking. <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, I was like, in all seriousness, like, what? Like, please tell me so I can understand." And it was just really, I felt like God really clear, being like, "Here you like, you needed to know this. Here's what you know." And I realized I was like, "Man, I was almost like, put me on the phone with this kid." And I was like, "That's a bad idea. Let's not do that." <laughs> but like, yeah. I realized the thing to say, I was like, "What do I wish people knew?" It's just like, I wish they met 
Manunia and Andre and Circo. Like, mm. y- you just couldn't not. There's lots of good reasons to talk about financial, you know, being careful with money as a country and tax. I mean, like, there's some real political. How do you do it? How do you do it well? What is our responsibility yeah. to people that aren't American? Those are all real concerns. But just the, like, heart of it, like, if you just spend a day, like, these are people just dropping yeah. their lives, putting their physical being on the line every day. They're not drafted. They don't have to. And doing everything they know how, like bargaining for gas. The mortar broke and they couldn't get a new O-ring because there's bad supply lines. And so they went to the military and bartered for an artillery piece that shoots 20 clicks. This is like going from being able to shoot like half a click to 20 click kilometers, sorry. I got it. Um, like, Thank you. With no, like with no <laughs> training. They went out yeah. with some artillery unit that had the same piece. It's called yeah. D20. They went out and trained with them for three days. And by trained, the unit was like actively shooting at the Russians. They just went and like shadowed them. And then they got one and then they started using it and they figured it out. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of commitment, like just to see that in people yeah. and what that means yeah. and the love they have for the country and the love they have for each other and the love that they have for not wanting their kids to grow up in a dictatorship and like and pure truly, and simple yeah like, not backing away not, no. I mean they're leaning yeah. into it leaning right. all that's the way incredible and just like that's the thing I was like I want you to tell the kids sitting across from you and the rack that's like all the other things like I get it those are real concerns but like yeah. Go meet them. You'll just have a different opinion. Yeah. Like you can't not see the importance of that. And like yeah. how do you support it is a different conversation. Yeah. But like start there mm-hmm. and then talk about yeah. the how. Mm-hmm. And like I remember when you were talking about thing, this before when yeah. when we were just yeah, chatting chat, over yeah. coffee and and just this real tension of yeah. knowing yeah. is kind of the first thing yeah. and uh, you know there's a billion and a half things we yeah. can support yeah. in this oh, globe oh, there yeah. is need right yeah. in our backyard you know yeah. like we had yeah. we've talked to people here who serve the homeless yeah. every single week yeah. and that's a noble thing like yeah. why should why should any one of us yeah. drop our lives to go support in a specific way around yeah. the globe right and yeah. there's that's yeah. not what anyone's yeah. asking and not yeah. certainly what you're probably asking either yeah. but just this this sense of if you can at least know yeah. We don't right. know until we've either experienced something this traumatic or tragic mm. or yeah. life changing. Yes. Yeah. Or if we've yeah. watched, yeah. we've actually experienced yeah. it on, yeah. you know, not as it's personal in that sense, yeah. but it becomes personal because we get involved in some way. And yeah. and I think you can't walk away unchanged from that. Yeah. Either way, right. whether you're the one actually, your life is actually changing yeah. and your world yeah. has just completely turned around <laughs> and exploded, you know, or you're, yeah. you lean in and you get involved. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. think that that is a piece of our discipleship that I think that's why we, we, I don't, I wouldn't say we push missions trips, but we, we <laughs> actively encourage right. people, like, right. we encourage people, like, Go and see, go yeah. and experience, go and smell the air Yeah. in another country, go and see a different scene that is completely out of your comfort right. zone and like go and serve, you know, food or you know, right. something that causes us to have the reality. Uh, I don't know what you said exactly, but it was so well, you said it so well, it was like reality gets suspended for a minute and you're, you're locked into this experience yeah and it's like okay i'm in it i'm in i have to i have to just get in this yeah like okay yeah yeah we go yeah yeah i feel i have two thoughts one is that i think that exactly that like i when i first got back i was just belligerent because i think you're so in it and you come back and you're just like ukraine is all that matters (laughs) (laughs) and you're like there are other things that matter exactly like we're gonna have you have a car. Yeah, okay. we're talking about that. <laughs> we talk about it. Oh, tongue bleeding. When, but tell me, when, when yeah. did you get back in the war? Just- uh, I got back. I landed in the U.S. I think on the seventh of July. Spent some time with family. Got back to Utah. Okay, August, so July. So I, just some yeah. to orient our listeners yeah. around where you're, what you're about to go with this yeah. is like July. <laughs> I don't remember what you were feeling about Ukraine in July, but like maybe still supportive, but it yeah. had passed in the news. Yes. Like maybe you were hearing an update here and there. Yeah. You were just there the day before. 
experiencing the reality, yeah. you know. So was, go on with your belligerence. Was, okay, it, was a little, it was a belligerent. You I'm not going to lie. I was belligerent. Can, I was very belligerent. Uh, I think you're also, I think anyone that's done anything travel, you am sure you know deployment, you just, you're at a higher octave all the time because mm-hmm. you're constantly mm-hmm. using your mind. So when you come back to the States, it's hard to, not hard, but it takes a second to like, shift that gear down so if you mm. add that kind of heightened energy level and a little belligerence you're just like ah people suck um mm. i would have finally like kind of walked through because we all talked about it, everyone that came back i'll kind of like talk to each other off off the proverbial ledge about you know being pissed about x or y and you're are you in touch you're still in touch yeah that's oh, a good that's part wonderful. yeah okay it's like sorry super, to no, no, there. I just, no, that's no, really cool that you guys can all stay yeah it's hard it's different we've all talked about it. it's we say everyone i know minus alex is all prior military some branch uh, and everyone's talked about how it's weird to be back like it's like a deployment but not because you don't come back to a unit where everyone you were mm. there with is sure. you just like get off an airplane and you're like hey brother I'm going your own way. see you maybe or maybe i'll you know like yeah. like and we all keep up we some of us we have like a funny I think the real thing that I think the way to say it is that um, I, I moved back here. One of my closest college friends lives here. She's born and raised in Salt Lake. She's awesome. She's married. She's got an 18-month-old son who's adorable. Um, and the thing that struck me was, too, right before I left, she's not rigged to go to Ukraine. That's, like, not her call in life. She's amazing. She's an amazing mom. But that's definitely not how she's designed. And to see one that, like... She like gave me clothes to give to people, which was that practical in some ways, but like watched my truck, had my back, and to see mm-hmm. that and then come home and realize I went out for Halloween with her and her kid and neighbors and we all wandered around on Halloween. And I remember having this super clear this God being like, Hey, like you need to drop down your belligerence. Like mm-hmm. this is the point. Mm-hmm. Like this like this night where everyone's just like walking around with all their neighbors there's little kids in like very cute hilarious outfits like her son was a astronaut duck because he likes both of them so they're all wandering around there's kids in ridiculousness everyone has their homes open you know like they're passing out candy a couple people pass out some adult drinks who down in uh, liberty wells and like just this super clear like and God just being like this is the goal mm. like is this is this for everywhere like this is what peace is this is what like actually living in peace is yeah. and don't begrudge that for people like people are raising mm. their children they're raising good children in peace like this is the goal you cannot criticize that in your mind mm. like that is not true if you hear that that is like pull that weed out by their roots like this yeah. is the goal and if you want to approach people like you have to understand that not everyone like some people are raising children some people are called in a variety of other ways like respect that and just ask people to like ask god where they should be serving and like he'll give an answer and like for me that's ukraine i feel that so strongly mm-hmm. but like for somebody else it's going to be anything else like the goal is that everyone has halloween and they're silly halloween costumes with their kids in safety wandering around the streets at night safe held in a community getting fed candy like that's the end state mm-hmm. across the entire globe that is yeah. the freaking end state everyone yeah. has their homes like that's it mm-hmm. and then everyone just is called to try to get the world there from their own angle and cannot yeah. begrudge some people that's raising kids like that's my friend is an awesome mom and like she's gonna raise a really awesome kid and like that's mm. Plenty, like that's probably more than going to Ukraine. You know, like it yeah. and just really, God, really like turning the screw on that. Because mm-hmm. I think people that are wired to go to Ukraine are also wired a little bit heightened in terms of like temper and yeah. energy and just God really turning that screw, being like, nah, like that's arrogance. That's a lack of perspective. That's a lie. Like you can't walk that. And like, I think that's the thing. It's just like if everyone lives out that call, like, It'll all, everyone will get sorted. Like some people go to Ukraine, some people go to Morocco and Beirut, and some people will go yeah. feed yeah. homeless folks and like it'll all, or just be nice to their neighbors, frankly. Like yeah. just like watch their neighbor's dog when they go out of town. Like, yeah. Is it? And it all matters. <laughs> yeah. It all, it all matters. It's 100% matters. Like, it it's really incredible does. discipleship. That's what, yeah. Because you're what not matters. stuck. Yeah. And you're not allowing yourself to judge what 
the way others are yeah. wired or, but, yeah. you know, I think just listening to yeah. it, I'm like, oh, I, thank God you're wired the way you are. I mean, yeah. thank you because <laughs> like I, we need you, you know, we mm-hmm. need you. And you. I yeah. am, we're grateful. Not I mean, really. Yeah. And I know I appreciate you. And I'm just awestruck that God would teach you that lesson and give you that perspective, you know, yeah. like, I don't know that my personality would like be able to come off that high so quickly, like just to not live in the injustice of the world forever. That's it. But like, he gave you the opportunity to see, Oh no, like this is what they're fighting for. So let's experience that. Let's live in the joy of that. Be present. Let's be present for that because it's here. You know, God's making that available to us. Yeah. Let's enjoy it. Let's be a part of it. Let's spread it around. What What is next for you in like Ukraine? You know, like by the time people are listening to this, it'll be about a a year in. So who knows what's going to change between now and and when people hear this? But like, what's What's next? Great question. Um, I've been praying about it a bunch. Ironically, Um, I got back and I was like, okay, what am I doing? They allow women in special forces as of like, I think it's five years ago. Um, so I applied to the SEALs four years ago. Couldn't go to selection, was deployed, had knee surgery. There's been this like tugging on my heart towards special forces for a long time. Um, and so when I got back from Ukraine, it was just like, I'm going to take one more crack. I'm old as dirt. I am 40 now, which is like ancient grandma in terms of the military. <laughs> like, I'm like right against the like age cap of the age cap so of the age changing. cap. To be totally honest, I've, I got back. I was like, I think that that's, I think, where I'm called, or at least the direction. I was like, well, um, I was so many. I was in acupuncture school, and then took a leave of absence for Ukraine, so I could restart. Basically, I was like, I'm just gonna work. So I got back. I have a job, dog walking, teaching CrossFit, and lifeguarding. Just like simple things I like doing. I've been training and praying. I don't really know what is next. I've been training for run times. I'm not running fast enough to apply to the seals right now unless i drop a bunch of time in the next month and a half um there's some other programs and special forces that have slightly less insane run times um, which i've been looking into i also think a lot about going back to ukraine it's like on my heart all the time i've prayed about it a bunch and i don't have a clear answer but it feels like is it's a maybe but not right now I was like, God, I don't mind. I'll just go right back. Like, just yeah. send me back. It would actually be in yeah. some ways simpler than having to, like, reintegrate into normal mm-hmm. life and then think about going back. Yeah. And God's just like, no, it's not the time. And what I've been praying about, what's been coming, my friend said, is like a sabbatical is what keeps coming to mind. Is like a time it's to, it's all like, to, like, rest. I've been writing a lot of, like, poems and short stories about Ukraine. And so I've been trying to just, like, keep life really simple, try to mm-hmm. figure out how to rest. And my gut says that, it's something down that path, I think. There's a lot of unknown. I feel like in terms of seasons, there are times when you're so clear, like that mountaintop, like yeah. uh, like I know exactly where I'm supposed to be, like to the foot. Like, oh, no, 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 right a little bit, yes, mm. right here. Yeah. And then there are times you're like, I don't know, I got told to sit and stand by and sort of prepare, like you know, training two-a-days, like you're actively yeah. doing stuff, mm. but the end state is unknown. Anyways, that's the, I've been, I've been praying uh, Proverbs 3, four and five a lot about just like yeah trust and like and listen and i know god will answer when it's time it's just i'm um waiting is not my strong suit mm-hmm. and so really being like oh it's part of it back yeah. like you can't mm-hmm. you can't skip it like yeah. what does resting in god mean what is that like there's you know isaiah i think it's isaiah thirty fifteen, and like resting resting in me and returning to me is your salvation and quietness and trusting confidence is your strength mm-hmm. and that's what I, it's written on my wall just like that's the season like figure out what resting means and what quietness means and like Mm -hmm. what it means to trust and confidence that there's something coming that you're training for and you don't know how it will go and like what does that mean so to shift gears a little bit i mean it's so clear to to me that your faith is so integral to your decision making and just your journey but i understand like you mentioned earlier that you weren't a christian (laughs) You didn't yeah. grow up in a Christian home. and So tell me, tell me. Just... Um, I have a more coherent answer than I think I do on stories of Ukraine because I've had more time to reflect on it. Mm. <laughs> so I can give you a better, more coherent answer. Was raised Jewish in a Jewish household. Kosher, had a bat mitzvah, a very liberal branch of Judaism, but also very observant, if that makes sense. It was a mix. 
count myself Jewish. My parent, my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. Um, so a very kind of like um, strong sense of Jewish identity, I would say, mm-hmm. from that. And like of what that means. I was, you know, I stopped going to temple in my teenage years because like I think everyone does, you know. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I like after my bat mitzvah, it was my choice. So after 13, mm. I could choose. And I was like, sweet. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. <laughs> I'm glad I earned the right not to go. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yes, to no, not go. I'm not, not okay. <laughs> I've officially joined the community. I can now not go. <laughs> done. That was great. <laughs> I was like, I, you know, I was Jewish by identity, Jewish by faith, I would say. I believed in God and ever since I was a kid in some kind of ethereal like there's definitely something bigger out there um i went to school in colorado was like a buddhist for a while did a bunch of like meditation retreats very outdoorsy i would i always would go outside to kind of like fast and be outside and listen to i would have probably said like the chi of the world moving Mm -hmm. really like trees like just kind of believed in something bigger and would kind of leave it there and I was in Mississippi after Katrina hit for four years. And towards the end of that, I was working at a small Catholic church. They knew I was Jewish. I remember Father like threw holy water when we were like anointing something, and I ducked. I had the image of it like burning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad for me. That would be bad. I'm not just the holy water is not a bad thing. So much for sharing that. Father and I laughed about it forever. Like it was just like lovely, lovely, amazing group of people who I loved dearly. But uh, I was working towards the end as a uh, community outreach coordinator. And so in the South, if you want to talk to people, if you stop by their house, it's like an hour and a half. You have to talk and drink tea. And I'm a Yankee and I like to get things done. So I realized I could get stuff done at church. I could like save myself all this work. If I just went to church and did all the pre and post church chit chat, you could get all this stuff done. (laughs) So I was like, this is great. I'm going to church. It's like the best thing ever. (laughs) 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 It's amazing. I've ever heard that before. That is a wonderful reason to go to church. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so productive. Good. Good. I like it. I like it. God <laughs> uses what he can. That's right. Furthering the kingdom before and after church. Yeah. <laughs> so I started going to this Catholic church and just started enjoying. It took me a little while to get over. Like, I kind of been taught that Jesus was a bad word or like a dangerous mm. word because in essence kind of christians had killed my whole family was the way i understood it you know like or being jewish had killed them and jews are always trying to be converted by christians so it was kind of the sense of like jesus just wasn't just not mine but was kind of dangerous and so i remember sitting in church really like flinching whenever like all the jesus talking and, be like, Ugh. and i kind of like got over the like you know duck for yeah. the holy water yeah you know cringe when jesus comes up um so i got used to kind of it's desensitized, we always say. And I started, I love that group of people, an amazing community. And I was like, okay, I can handle church without like, you know, really feeling horrible. I can do this as like the way you go to yoga class, you know, like it's a thing. You go visit somebody else's thing. Fast forward, joined the Coast Guard, was very stubborn, had a degree, decided to enlist because I didn't want to do stupid officer things. And I didn't understand how you could be in charge if you hadn't been on the ground first. Like the whole officer thing made no sense to me. So I enlisted at 28, which was the an actual dumb decision uh, <laughs> my pure stubbornness and ignorance uh, i got stationed at a unit in florida on the coast and was like taking orders from 19 year olds all day and literally scraping and repainting decks all day like just the most menial idiocy i've ever seen and i was locked in and i had a contract and i had this deep sense that i was supposed to deploy and i had just punted on life in some way i was like i should have joined a, the, like a, the army or the marine corps so i could go overseas why did i enlist i'm an idiot i was just kind of at like a loss in the world i was like how do, i think i screwed up and i have no idea how to get out of it mm-hmm. like i'm owned by the u.s coast guard like i can't just be like i'm done like i'm in a new yeah. job um so it was a really dark challenging time and I was away from all my friends. We were working really long hours. I had night shifts. Um, you live at station for 48 hours and then get like 24 or 36 off. So you're always in it. There's kind of no, you can't have like friends outside really. And finding an apartment on this little island off the coast it was kind of a miracle that I had found. It's like, ah, the chi is pointing me towards the, <laughs> the good. <laughs> 
<laughs> and my, it was right across the street from this church, and my neighbor invited me to church. And I was like, you know, it's kind of a rough time. I probably should go be around, you know, like people that are thinking positive thoughts. I think is how I thought of it. I was like, it's fine. It's like, you know, good for your whatever. So I started just going. I couldn't really tell you why. And I... It was a crazy time and I just started going to church on Sunday when I was off on Sundays just for again the way you go to yoga class like just a group of people thinking good thoughts together community mm. is good I was like I don't believe any of this but like you know it's across the street it's like a nice Sunday morning yeah. activity and then I was sitting in church one day and just was like this is true and that's literally all I, I just like wow it was I think a slow thing that you just like don't notice until clicks I was like, I know who Jesus is. I know what that means in my heart. I can like feel what that means in terms of love. Hmm. And then completely freaked out. I was like, oh God, I've been brainwashed. I'm like in a rough time in life. These people must have brainwashed me. Like I'm not very easily brainwashed. I'm a real stubborn, like. How did they God, do this God, to me? Like, how did they pull this off? I'm not brainwashable. Like what? Like the military wishes I was brainwashable. Like it's too like, no, I'm 29, almost 30. And stop, like cold turkey, stop going to church, stop talking to anyone from church. was just like, oh God, like yeah. this is bad. And then three weeks later, I was out for a run on station at base in full Coast Guard uniform, like Coast Guard written on my hat, on my shirt, on my shorts, and I think my shoes, because we had issued shoes. And at that point, I'd started the process of trying to apply to the Marine Corps as an officer, which is another administrative abyss. Um, and I hadn't told anybody about it, literally no one. And I'd, I'd talked to a recruiter already. And I was running, I was doing wind sprints during my lunch break. And I was in this kind of like sketchy part of town. And there were a lot of homeless folks around. This guy kind of appeared out of nowhere. And I was tired and doing sprints. It was summer. And so I kind of was like, oh, weird, sketchy, homeless guy. And he walked over kind of to where I was catching my breath and just started talking to me in that way where you're like, can you leave me alone? But I don't want to be rude. And you're not like a threat. Um, and I came back and he was like, oh, he started talking to me about astrology, which was random because I had been super into astrology my whole life. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I did another sprint and came back. And then out of nowhere, he's like, you know, there are Jews who believe in Jesus. And I was like, sorry, excuse me? <laughs> what? I'm like, a little delirious. You're like, wow. And he was like, yeah. He's like, there. I was like, okay, sir. He's like, yeah, there really are. Like, he's like, and there's a temple of Jews that believe in Jesus down the road and gave me like cross sections of the thing. And like, I came back and ran. He was like, yeah, yeah, I should go check him out or something. I was like, you're just like what is, I am I fabricating like what is going on right now and you're like tired and like half sketched out but half like can't be a human and not be like oh something really interesting and like weird is happening your arms yeah. are tingling a little you're like this guy's kind of sketchy also I don't know what to make of it and I was like thanks sir appreciate it and like did another sprint and then um, he was like I was catching my breath I was about to go on another and he was like alright well uh, take care Marine and winks at me and goes, oh, I mean Coasty, and walks away. And I was just like, there's not a soul on the face of the planet that knows I'm trying to apply to the Marine Corps. Literally none. Wow. There are zero. Zero humans on the face of the planet. I am covered in Coast Guard regalia, like on unit at yeah. station. And this man just walked up to me, talked to me about astrology, told me out of nowhere that there are Jews who believe in Jesus and how to find them, and winked at me about how I was going to be a Marine. And then wow. kind of left, for lack of a better way to say it. And so I like... Again, not a believer, not a Christian, had this crate, was just like, I'm just going to go do what that guy said because I think that's probably a good life decision. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I know, like, you uh, know where the water goes. You know, yeah. like, the, the water's going that way. So I went to this temple, uh, this is a messianic temple, and spent like three or four months with folks there, just like helping me, I don't know how to say, like, intellectually bridge mm. what I'd felt because I had always been taught that like, you know, Christians hated Jews, so you couldn't, as a Jew, be a Christian. I would have had to not be Jewish, and I was very sure I was Jewish, and like, you know, my family had all been killed for being Jewish, so like, not something you should be yeah, like, oh, Jewish. I won't, no, it didn't happen. it's fine, yeah. I don't really need yeah. this, I'll just chuck it. And just helping me bridge intellectually that like, Christ was a Jew, the New Testament completes the old, and like really like, look, here in Isaiah, look, like, Mm. understanding those gaps mm -hmm. and i like literally it was just this it was this crazy time it was that i was in the middle of applying to the marine corps in that phase i finally like went and talked to my co and i talked to my father and like started the big gears that had to happen and like 
all i just literally like it was like everything i believe got like uprooted just like shredded in front of me and then you're like okay well what's actually true and like slowly it was like oh being jewish and knowing christ is the most intuitive logical thing ever like christ is jewish he came originally to jewish people like it's not like those aren't antithetical they're actually like deeply connected and like went back to the church i'd originally found christ in so to speak and like back to the folks who had been mentoring me and it's like sorry about freaking out and never talking <laughs> to you again. <laughs> and they're awesome some people i still keep up with and it was just like after that everything rolled i like i have another administrative horrible abyss that like my ceo and this recruiter just like made go away it was like god was so like nope you cannot move you are literally stuck here in the coast guard there's stuff you need to learn you're gonna have a really dark season and like tear up your soul and figure out what you believe mm. it was like oh you learn what you need now we can go. go wow like i was in ocs like four months later i got baptized i went to oc it was just wow. like the world okay. oh, wow. there, and like many other things i'm going to grad school and got a degree in divinity like just many things mm -hmm. but like really I think knowing, I always think of it that like, I'm the last person in my 20s that you had said I was going to be Christian, I would have laughed in your face so hard. Not mean, just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to the moon and then I'm going to have purple wings. Like, yeah, yeah cool. Right. Like, no, <laughs> great. Like, no. Yeah. And just that like, that sense of A, that God can reach anybody and B, that like, dark times are often times where you learn the most and that if you're really stuck like in that sense of like the dark night of the soul that like it's not it's dark for a reason like sometimes god has to put you somewhere where you're forced to reevaluate like there's no way i would have gone to church there's no way i would have like gone through all that if it hadn't been a hard time a challenging time yeah. and just knowing that and like that it's there's a reason for that dark yeah. night. It's not just like to haze you. God's not just like, oh, this would be fun. We're gonna make them super miserable for a while yeah. and like see how it goes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like how much he can do. Wow. Yeah, like if he can reach whoever the whoever on earth he wants. That's really wow. I feel like we could have you on this podcast like, like five yeah. different times. <laughs> No, it's well, it's incredible. I yeah. just you're such a testament <sighs> to to God's working That's, in our lives, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's inspiring. Yeah. It's encouraging to thank me. Yeah. It, I I yeah. can't thank you enough for just sharing. My pleasure. Thank with you. with <laughs> our listeners, with me. Yeah. This has been. I mean, I I've talked to you literally three times. <laughs> we met in 2020. <laughs> we emailed back and forth. Like, oh yeah, let me help you get connected to a small group. And then like 2022, so. we met. And I'm like, wait a minute, you what? Oh, let's have you on the pod. So this is literally time number three that I'm sitting down with you. I feel like you're a great friend. Thank and I just same. thank you for your vulnerability you. and yeah. for your just ease you. in sharing. And you're just you're just natural yeah. ability to point people to see God, right? Thank and thank so thank you That's for your sure. service That's and for, sure. for sharing. <laughs> for well, it's an honor for us oh, and a privilege, honestly. Oh, I, I thank you. Again, because yeah, yeah. this yeah. has been Thank really so incredible much. and it's, it's so much fun to talk to you. It's so nice to talk to you guys. Thank you for listening today and thank you to our guests for sharing. What an incredible yeah. life and so many testimonies, so God's miraculous provision in her life. And I hope that you were encouraged today by just how she has interacted with Christ and yeah. in her faith journey and right. trusting him. I mean, Eric, this is, I know both of us had our eyes wide open and our mouths, our jaws just, dropped. Right. Like this is incredible. So we do want to point you to a couple of resources, so we'll let you know where you can support Ukraine, if that's something that you're interested in. Our guest suggested a couple of programs that she saw firsthand that were working well to support local Ukrainians yeah. in that country, and I think that's important for yeah, us to know. Especially like, we, you know, we're looking at this from afar and just mm, like yeah. felt this urge to do something. Exactly. And it's like, where what's going to be most helpful mm -hmm. so she gave some really great perspective on that yeah those links in the show notes and then we have a new episode yeah on the 15th so, so a couple stay weeks, tuned we'll be for back that. with our series Yay. we will see you then